Someone You Should Know, a program about people you know and even more that you don't. Hosted by Stuart Sachs, veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. Now, here's your host, Stuart Sachs. Well, it's Wednesday morning, and that means it's time for another edition of Someone You Should Know. As always, I'm glad that you're with us, and uh, I want to start off by thanking everyone for the comments, the likes, the shares, everything that you've been doing for the program, and all because we're getting the word out that these programs are not only interesting, sometimes they're humorous, uh, very, very often they're educational, as today's show will be, uh, but I'm just very, very thankful that you care enough to want to follow this program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And one of the real reasons that you do like to follow this program is because of our producer and our sponsor, Christine Dean, who is the DFW Networking Diva. And the reason that Christine is on my team is because I couldn't do this without her. She knows what she's doing with regards to websites, with marketing, with elevating your business from whatever level it's at to the next level. She'll give you a free consultation. Get in touch with Christine Dean, the DFW networking diva. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> well, you know, we have been, it almost gets to the point of, of nauseam that, that we've been talking about COVID and the pandemic and all what it has done over the past couple of years to, to a lot of people. Uh, many people lost their jobs. Uh, many people uh, left and took on temporary jobs just to put food on the table for their families. And there are lots of people out there that are just saying, you know, I'm, I just kind of feel like I'm heading in a dead-end direction. Uh, so sometimes you reach out and try to find a place where you can maybe learn about changing your lifestyle and your career lifestyle. And the Community Learning Center here in the greater DFW area is one of those places. Now, I want to preface my show by saying, while this show is kind of targeted to the DFW uh, uh, area, particularly, and a lot of you that are watching all over the country are from various parts of the country, I'm sure that there is some kind of program in your city or town or area that is very similar to what the CLC is doing here in DFW. And if you are a veteran, then there's our special considerations for veterans. And my guest today is the person here in DFW that can work with veterans in helping them with their career desires. And that's Crystal Kasuba. Crystal, thank you. Thank you very, very much for being here. Hi, Stuart. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great having you because I know a little bit about your program and what you do and all, but I think for the general public, certainly uh, the general public here in the DFW area, as well as around the country, they're not exactly sure what programs like what you oversee at the CLC are all about. So why don't you start off by telling people a little bit, what is CLC and what does it do for the community? Sure. So we are a nonprofit technical school. We focus on the trade fields and we've existed for the past 20 years. So we started our program, our agency, with a local, uh, you'd call it uh, union and also um, 
we'll call it a uh, national defense contractor. Um, so we, we started a program and it was called uh, Manufacturing Aerospace Assembly Training. And so we had some large recognizable names in the DFW area that manufacture aircraft. And um, they said, hey, there's a need to train you know, employees and it's grown since then. So that was our, you could say, legacy program. And since that time we've grown, we have seven total different training programs. Most of them are very hands-on and technical. However, we do have one administrative programs and that's our bookkeeping with QuickBooks certification. And, and, and you mentioned that it started mostly in the aerospace. And of course, for anybody that is familiar with the DFW area, Lockheed is one of the largest uh, aerospace uh, contractors in the, in the country that, uh, that is right here in our community. And, you know, there are people that, you know, I mean, th I think would love to learn how to do this, but to go into certain schools they see the tuition, they see, you know, what is required in order even to just step in the door and start taking classes and to see how long the process will take for them to graduate and put this to good use. What does CLC do to work with the community in general? And then I'm going to follow up by having you tell us what it does for our military veterans. Sure. Uh, so we were designed, it's essentially like fast track. So you gave a great explanation there, you know, nothing against college. We are not anti-college by any means because each person's desires and goals along with their needs and barriers are different. And so some people gravitate to community learning center because it's a stepping stone. Some, they want to pursue that industry. They want to get those years of experience under their belt. And it opens up opportunities to them becoming their own business owner as maybe a welder or an HVAC technician years down the road. Um, they may get hired with a company who provides tuition assistance or tuition reimbursement, and they may get into one of the fields that we train them for so that they could provide for themselves and or their family for self-sufficiency and then take some night classes to further their education and get to a maybe a more developed or a white collar career. You know, the possibilities are endless and there's there's no judgment. You know, um, I think the worst thing you could do is not have a plan. So, um, you know, sometimes we refine our plan or we might have some ideas to help the client along the way. But um it's very important to know, you know, what what ultimately they're trying to achieve so that we can help them the best we can. And of course, I, you know, you have to know where they have been uh, and what they have been doing and then to set those career goals. As yes. you said, it, these these may be a technical school which teaches them so, uh, to do uh, some of the, the more technical aspects of a business, but this could be a stepping stone for them to start with a business to move up into a white collar area of management. Um, and it, it's just a great way for anybody who does have the ability, which I don't, I am not technically advanced. Uh, I'm not even technically knowledgeable, <laughs> but you know, it's my, my father always said, if you want a car, you got to learn how to fix it yourself. And I almost went my whole life without getting a car, but <laughs> But there are people that that know how to fix anything. And for them to sit back and, and have a 
I hate to use the term dead end job, when they have this ability to, to fix things, manufacture things, uh, be in the service industry and mm -hmm. really make some good money at it. Yes. Uh, it seems like they're holding themselves back because they say, I can't afford it. Uh, so you do have, you do have programs uh, available. You have financial assistance available mm -hmm. uh, for these people because you are a nonprofit too. But I think we should reiterate the fact that this also can be like going to a community college and getting an associate degree. You can also use this if you decide I want to take this to the next step and I do want to enroll in a fully accredited college. You have got this already as, as part of your resume. Right. Right. So what we are is we're a state certified school under the Texas Workforce Commission. So not being an institution of higher learning, you know, we aren't accredited because we are a non-college degree seeking entity. So we're a little different, right. uh, but we're all about uh, getting you through your training in a very expedited manner so that you can get to work. Some of our programs are only two weeks long or four or six really? weeks Yes. I heard um, you use the word fast track earlier and that that's fast track and that's for sure. It is. It is. And it can go upwards to eight weeks for like our welding or machining program and ultimately 12 weeks for our uh, heating, ventilation, air conditioning and refrigeration technician training. Most of them, all of them come with a certificate of achievement from us. Uh, some of them come with additional certifications. So in our instance, we're blessed that our welding instructor is uh, licensed by the state to administer a practical exam that our students take to achieve their um, D1.1 American Welding Society certification. So they're leaving our program with a certificate of completion and a credential. So... So they're, 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 when they leave you, they're ready to enter the workforce. Yes. And we're blessed too, because we, we have employees at CLC that everybody wants to be here. Everybody believes in the mission and, and helping improve people's lives. And we have a job developer who's on the phone all day, every day, talking to employers, building relationships. And she's asking the hard questions. You know, will you take a student, a graduate who perhaps has little or maybe even no experience in this field because they are a career changer, but they've gone through our program. Will you take someone who might have a criminal background? Are you a second chance employer? Of course, there might be case by case basis, you know, but she does that to be able to best pair the client with the needs of the employer so that it's a win win for both sides. Because at the end of the day, everything is about how do we find that win win, right? Um, so we do provide job placement. That's our metric of success as a nonprofit. Um, we help them develop their resume. Uh, we provide mock interviewing, um, especially for our bookkeepers. They don't really get the option. <laughs> we kind right. of uh, we right. schedule it because they need to to get a job in that industry. With the welders, it might not be as important. They want to know if you want to if you could weld, you know. So um, some some students get the option, <laughs> where some don't, and. Um, you know, just that networking, you know, being able to have somebody guide you because most of these companies nowadays, especially your larger uh, employers, they all use software where no human eyes are looking at people's resumes. And if you don't know how to write that resume with enough keywords, then you're never going to get called for the interview. 
And you may be a great fit, but you just didn't represent yourself well on the resume. And so I think that's where we really help a lot of our clients. And then not to mention, you know, people do have needs and barriers. Um, we've had folks struggling with food scarcity or transportation issues or, you know, they have to wait and save up money to come to our program because it is full time and it is during the day. So they can't not work. Right. So they have to plan for this. But we're very well connected in the community and we're always looking to learn about other community based organizations, whether they be veteran or non veteran, because we know that what we do, we do well, but we can't do it all. So we need other agencies to help us holistically serve our clients and get them to that successful point. Well, you answered one of the questions that I was going to ask, and that is that this is not a you sit at home in front of the computer virtual uh, program. This is an in-class, eye-to-eye, teacher-to-student uh, type of, a, of a, an, an education, which honestly I think is the best way because you get that, you get that interaction with other classmates as well as with your teacher. So everything yes. is done in in-house. Yes, yes. Monday through Friday, depending on what class they pick, it might start at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. And uh, again, the end may be either 345 or 445 or 430, depending on which class. Um, and we've come a long way. You know, as a society, there are a lot of learning management software programs out there. They're very high tech um, and informative. But like you said, there's no replacing that personalized interaction. And some of our clients, many of our clients come from homes where maybe they don't have a support system and they're only getting support from, from us and motivation from us. Um, some folks, you know, they just may be in crisis and, you know, the brain works differently when you're in crisis versus not. And it's easier to throw your hands up or quit, you know, when you're Faced with an obstacle, and when you have a team of people that are there with you and for you, you're much less likely uh, to fail or give up because a lot of times we don't want you to give up. We want to find a way. Well, and and certainly, if we're talking about programs like in in uh, uh, electrical programs, in uh, uh, you know heating and air conditioning, uh, welding, and all, how on earth can you really get the the essence of that program? virtually right you have to do this hands-on you have to be able to do it do you find that there is maybe some reluctance or resistance by some potential students because you say oh i gotta travel to the school in order to take advantage of these programs or i a don't have a car or i'm not sure what the public transportation is all about and all can you help assist them in that area too Sure. So we are what's called an eligible training partner, an ETP with the Workforce uh, Commission. And so, you know, there's a couple different boards throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth area and they function a little differently. But we have good contacts with those folks and we don't view what we do as competition. So we view it as cooperation and being able to refer to like our Texas Workforce or other agencies um, to give them business, so to speak, right, to fulfill their mission and serve. Um, and so sharing is sharing is not a bad thing. <laughs> sharing is caring. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, folks, the website couldn't be any easier. It's CLC Inc. I-N-C dot org. 
uh, you know, jot it down, visit it, share it with friends or somebody that may be able to take advantage of these programs. But I, I invite you to visit the website because it shows the kind of programs. And the one part of the, the, the website that I found fascinating was the uh, staff that you have uh, because these are these are not educators that are teaching these people. These are actual people who are experts in the field of heating and air conditioning, of welding, of of you know uh, these these technical areas, construction, uh, and all, as well as in the bookkeeping areas. So you're dealing with somebody that you will be be trained to be able to carry the kind of job that they have been doing. And I think that's extremely important because it's not like, oh, professor so-and-so, somebody that's gotten their four-year degree just as an educator. This is somebody who has built air conditioning systems and now knows what they're doing. And so they are sharing hands-on with with the students. Am I correct? Yes, our HVAC instructor, our primary instructor, he has over 40 years experience in the industry. Wow. He's taught he's taught many of the people that are at a lot of these uh, employers. And so his network is very vast and he has his um, different agencies come in and brief the students within the last three weeks of their training program. One, it does two, two things. It, it's mentorship, right? They get to see what is a typical day in the life of an HVAC technician and how could it how could it vary? You know, it could be new construction where you're not necessarily dealing with customers or it could be going to residential homes and being customer service focused. Um, it could be commercial. You know, there's a lot of different options. And then, two, if they're looking for people and the the opportunities for HVAC have been very abundant, very great. I can tell you some great success stories, especially here in Texas. Forty five straight days of triple digit yeah. uh, temperatures here. You better believe that knowing knowing your air, heating and air conditioning systems is very very important right now. Yes, yes, and I tell folks, you know, I'm I'm biased. That's kind of my favorite program, and I've never worked in the HVAC industry before. But I'm just so happy for our graduates because they go on to such bigger and better things and the opportunities are just again just amazing we had a student in the last class he had five job offers and he was able to pick where he wanted to go to work you know we had a 73 year old vietnam vet in our first class and he just didn't want to stay idle he just wanted to do something and he ended up mentoring the students in the class they have these long-term relationships because a lot of the classes do bond and they stay in contact with each other and whatnot and so just a lot of success stories um our Bookkeeping instructor is a part-time CLC employee, so she um, does instruct for us. But then the other half of the time, she's working in the field. So like you said, there's that relevancy. She's staying current. It's not just somebody teaching from a textbook. So is is this kind of in a a circular kind of a, a pattern, too, because the heating and air conditioning companies out there in the Metroplex area... Uh, if they need additional technicians, they're plugged into the CLC because they know the quality of your program. And so they say, listen, when you get some graduates, uh, you know, we could use three more techs and everything and send them our way. Yeah. Uh, so you said that your 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 key uh, HVAC guy has been around the business for 40 years. Well, he must know every heating and air conditioning <laughs> company in, in this, you know, Metroplex. And he sees the qualities in these students and he says, you know, you would be 
excellent for a large company, but you might be better off for a smaller uh, mama papa operation. Right, right. And we do have some with a criminal background and that dictates to where they may be able to go, how recent the charge was, what was the charge, you know. Um, there should never be, I'll say this, there should never be a hesitation for people. If they think they're remotely interested in any of our services, just give us a call. Because the one thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to talk anybody into a program they don't want because they're not going to complete it. They're not going to be happy. And we don't we do not do a lot of marketing and advertisement. You know, uh, We're a small nonprofit agency, existed for 20 years, and it's a lot of word of mouth. So our success stories, our graduates, you know, they tell other people, they tell their friends, they tell their family, they tell their neighbors. Um, I know there's a lot of employees at Lockheed Martin, for instance, who do the same thing. They they're not sending their family members and their friends and everybody else that wants to uh, apply to work over there to a place where they're earning a degree. They're sending them to us across the street and then they're uh, completing our foundational course. And yeah, Lockheed's going to train them specifically on what they want and how they want it, but they have that foundation. So, And I have to believe that going into a program like the CLC offers, the classes are probably a lot more manageable rather than going into more of a college or university setting, which means you may be in a class with 50 other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you don't have that ability for, for that, that shared experience with your classmates and also for that one-on-one -on -one with your instructors. So right. being in a smaller, close-knit environment gives you a better opportunity to learn. For sure. Yeah. I mean, bookkeeping, we might be six strong, HVAC, 18, um, welding and machining, 16, 17. You're right. Yes. They are smaller classes. Um, there is a lot more hands-on. Every class has at least one week of academic content. Um, for instance, uh, most we have three classes, for instance, that you start with basic safety, uh, shop math and precision measurements. After that's complete, now you go in the shop and you start actually doing the hands-on piece. With HVAC, it's a little different. There's about five or six weeks of academic learning before they go hands-on. But we have all the parts of a HVAC system in our classroom slash laboratory. And so they do get real world experience. They will actually assemble a system. They will troubleshoot a system. Um, and they will learn about all the components and everything. And we try to make learning as fun as possible. I say we, but I'm talking about Doug, our instructor. He does things like component bingo, and he has Jeopardy games to review the different modules before they go into a test. And so, yeah, we do. We, we work hard to make sure that it's um, something that you can enjoy so that you could there retain the information. And price, you know, price is another thing that varies with each course. I would okay. tell people, don't let price dissuade you. You might see figures on the website like $1,500 or $3,000. Um, we do have scholarship availability where people can apply for a scholarship. Um, we have worked with many community-based organizations that have programs to provide funding and counseling, but they don't provide training services where we do. So then we partner with uh, other agencies. So. Now, your, 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 your specific area of expertise is with working with veterans uh, and all. Are there veteran benefits and all that could kick in to help with the, those financial requirements, too? 
Yes, sir. So we are a GI Bill approved site. I'm actually the SCO, the school certifying official. Um, and we have three people in our veterans department. So I'm one and I'm a retired Navy senior chief. I was a Navy counselor. So it's a really good pairing for what I do as training and employment uh, case manager. And then we have another individual, Frank, who he retired. He was a combat veteran from the Army and he runs our financial assistance program, which is a statewide program for any um, veteran who served one day or more in a combat location via air, land, or sea. And he's been able to help not only the veteran who was a combat vet, but also surviving spouses of a combat vet throughout oh, the state of Texas. Excellent. excellent. So, yeah. So if I could quickly, I'll just kind of uh, explain what he does please, so that please. if anybody need or know somebody in need, because that's the big thing too, is share this information, you know. Um, but it's a one-time per grant year assistance. And assuming they qualify, because there is an income requirement as well, um, he can help with up to $1,800 in essential and emergency um, expenses. So he's paid rent or mortgage. He's helped with transition expenses, whether it be car payment, um, car repair, car insurance, um, utilities, you know, not the niceties. We can't pay for cable or internet, but we can pay for water and electric, you know, the things that you need gas. Um, right. so yeah, that's, that's a really a huge help. And, you know, we've had success stories where a client started and they reached out to Frank, they found us some way, somehow, and they had the financial crisis piece and he helped. And then he was able to offer. Cause a lot of times, you know, he's, he's looking long-term too. He's like, well, what, what else is your plan? I can help you for now. We can fix this, but what's, what's your plan to sustain yourself. And then a lot of times he'll refer them to me and say, well, why don't you talk to our, you know, veteran case manager who does training and employment and maybe we can get you in a class and, you know, get you into a really good career. Um, and then we have one other individual who's actually still serving, and that's Eric. Uh, he's an Army reservist, and he's our construction coordinator because we'd been blessed to get a grant from Texas Veterans Commission, TVC, to be able to do home repair, home modification. And so we uh, served Tarrant County and the 15 counties surrounding Tarrant County, and we targeted um, you know, disabled veterans on fixed income. And he's just really quick synopsis of what he's done. I mean, you can only imagine it's not cosmetic stuff. You know, we're talking about foundation repair. We're talking about widening doors, installing ramps, plumbing, electrical uh, roofing issues. You know, we had an individual who they were kind of living with um, some, some raccoons in their home. And mm. I mean, I, I'm a pet lover, but that's a little excessive, you know? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're cute creatures to visit at the zoo. <laughs> right. You really don't want them in your attic. No. <laughs> <laughs> the you, you mentioned the, the veterans. Is there any kind of age limit uh, for, for those that want to get into the program, maybe that are veterans? Uh, you mentioned you had a 73-year-old Vietnam veteran. Uh, and also, uh, tell us a little bit about what some of the requirements and eligibilities are for people to enroll into these classes. Okay, so I'll start with just the general population and then we'll segue into the veteran specific. Um, you just have to be 18 years of age or older um, and you have to have either graduated high school or gotten your GED. Those are really the two requirements um, besides being able to come to training every day and on time. Now for the veteran community, because we do have grant funding for the veteran community, which 
it extends not only to the veteran, but also to their immediate family members. So I've been able to fund training for veteran spouses and dependent children. And they can take up to one class with our agency for free um, to get them to work. So um, I serve really the big six counties. Uh, we'll see here. Dallas, Denton, Johnson, Parker, Tarrant, Hood. I think that's all six counties. <laughs> and I can serve any discharge other than, quote unquote, dishonorable. I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity for our veterans. Uh, and you mentioned earlier, and I want you to tell us a little bit more about the fact that you are, you are a career, uh, 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 in the Navy. And, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what, what, and did you go in out of high school? I did. Yes, I did. Um, mm -hmm. I went in, in as an avionics technician. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up, but, um, I met, a recruiter and he kind of motivated me, inspired me. And I thought, this is what I want to do. You know, I wanted to at some point take care of my family, um, you know, when I retired and I didn't want to burden them with any kind of college, um, you could say expenses. And so I just kind of found myself, I guess, in the Navy. And I feel like I'm much better for serving. Um, I will say that I was, it was happenstance uh, finding my, my second what you would call specialty in the military, which was being a career counselor, just right place, right time or wrong place, wrong time, whatever you want to call it. But they needed one and I had no idea what it was. And they sent me to training and I, I ended up doing it and I loved it. And so I uh, spent 13 years as a career coach, basically, in the Navy. And uh, what were the years that you ser served uh, uh, in, in the military? I went in in 2001, right after high school. I had like a two week break. And then I just retired last summer over 2021. And it wasn't maybe two weeks later, I found a open position at Community Learning Center and, and applied and, and got it. And I'm really happy that I did. Well, you have got to be a, a, a tremendously valuable asset to them also. <laughs> you had this, this background and this training and did it in the military. And so now you have this opportunity to pay it forward with other, with other veterans. Yes, I'm blessed. And I, I'm just appreciative that I can help a lot of people out because um, I like the fact that I could use those skills and it gives me that sense of purpose, you know, every day it's, it's great to make money, but um, it's, it's really more important to be happy and, and to feel good about what you do. So. The business model for the CLC and all, is that patterned after any other program around the country that, you know, uh, that, you know, did they look at other areas around the country and made and major cities that have programs similar, or is the reverse true that you started with this program and there are other cities that are now looking to you saying, Hey, we need a program like that. That's a really good question. Um, our executive director is, uh, very vastly experienced in workforce development. She worked with a lot of vocational rehabilitation, uh, clients throughout her tenure. So she's, uh, really one of our experts as far as the grant writing and things like that behind the scenes. Our president was actually a Lockheed Martin employee and some of our other staff also have an affiliation with that local um, co uh, defense contractor. And so because of that, it, it all stems really from that need, that need for training with that particular industry and just has grown since. Um, they're very, 
um, I guess the word would be resourceful, you know, because I look at this company and, and as an outsider, even if I didn't work here, you know, they, they do a lot with very little and they do it well. So I think that um, a lot of times people are put in our path for a particular reason and um, we're able to grow our services. Well, you mentioned that you're a nonprofit. So does, uh, does uh, you know, how much of that funding for the program and the school uh, and all comes from the private sector uh, and all and from the public sector, how much from governmental agencies and how much from just people like like uh, you and me? That's a tough question for me to answer because I don't work in the finance department. But I could tell you that my veteran grants are actually private foundations who have um obligated the funds to be able to train the veteran community to include their immediate family members. Outstanding. I will tell you that um, our agency also has an at-risk youth program called Youth Build, and we've had it for over a decade. Now, that is a government grant, um, and we serve the 16 to age 24 population. If they have dropped out of school and they need to get their GED, that's what that program is for. Oh, but it's okay. it's un, it's unique because it, it has several elements to it. And it's to produce a rounded person, a productive member of society. So not only do they spend about two days during the week doing academic learning with their on-site instructor to obtain their GED, they do spend two days doing skill training. And so we have... a a construction instructor at our other facility because we do have two locations, which if I forget to mention them, let me know. But um, they go out and they actually build tiny homes. And I know that that's like a big craze right now. There's a lot of folks interested in these tiny homes that they're on a trailer and that they could be um, parked and lived in. So right. they they help develop the layout for this tiny home and then they build it. So they do start in the classroom. They have to learn how to use hand tools and power tools tools safely before we take them out to start building the tiny homes. But we have three completed tiny homes on site right now that then get donated to a local um, community-based organization. And they are used for low-income families for roughly three to five years before then sold off. And they also do an element of community service as well every week, one day. <laughs> You know, that, that's got to be a great feeling for any of these students to have helped construct one of these tiny homes and then ultimately to say, if they ever see that tiny home on a lot with a family living in it, to say, I helped, I helped build that. Yes, yes. And then because they were in our Youth Build program, they can, once they're age 18, then come back as a client again and take any of our skills training, our, our training programs. You know, for, for a child who comes from a, a, a disadvantaged, if you will, background, to be able to go through a program like this and to be able to get their GED plus the training in order to be certified by the time they are 18, they're already steps ahead of the game. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, you see a lot of success stories. Um, obviously, the person has to want it. Um, we do have two locations. One is in West Fort Worth in the White Settlement area of the city. That one might be a little harder for some folks because it is not near a bus line. Okay. Um, but our other location, which is in Forest Hill, and I say that's kind of where Fort Worth and Arlington 
kind of meet up. Right. Um, it, it's only a mile away from the bus line. So, I mean, they can bike that extra mile. We had a young man who walked in the winter throughout the snowstorm just to get to school because he wanted it that bad. And so it's, it's really motivating. You know, I, I know that this is not your, your uh, area of expertise there, but you touched on the fact that you work with, with uh, folks that may have been incarcerated yes. for, for whatever reason and yes. uh, all. What was the decision to, to say that, that this is a community that is underserved and we want to be able to offer some of our programs to those who made a mistake along the line. They have paid their debt to, to, to society. They have a record that will follow them the rest of their life. But there is value in, in, in these, these people that have served time. You know, what, what, are, what are the programs like for them? So we have, I have a colleague, Peter, who he used to be a correctional officer and now he works at community learning center. So he, he knows the population and he that's knows, why I say knows the drill. Yep, yep. And that's why I say our leadership, our staff really did uh, their homework and in, in terms of like picking the right candidates for these positions to assist the community. But um, one of the things that I find very powerful is Peter will do a workshop and it might be an hour or 30 minutes, depending on how many people, because that kind of derives the, uh, the length of it. But it's, um, it's a workshop where he sits them down and they have to develop a plan for how they're going to disclose their background in a professional manner that will not take them out of consideration or make them ineligible for employment. Because what you find is, well, just in my short time observing it, because I wanted to sit in on it because I'm a very visual person um, and curious by nature. But, you know, I saw where people sat in that workshop and they didn't want to recognize or accept you know, what happened. And it was a spiritual um, achievement for them to finally accept it, one. And then, okay, what am I going to do about it? And how am I going to explain it? Because if you let the employer find it and you don't tell them, they're going to think you might have been lying or right. you're going to be- a cloud that's over your head. Right. Or you're not going to be truthful. You know, maybe they'll think we can't trust you. Right. And, and really what it may have stemmed from was fear- of being uh, able to move forward. So, you know, they were willing to take that chance that they maybe may might not find out. Um, in our case, we tell them, look, it's better to just tell them, tell them what it is and tell them what you've been doing since then, you know, because you're not that same person that maybe, you know, you had a charge 10, 12 years ago. So, um, so that's pretty powerful. Well, and we as a society kind of have a, a, a false uh, uh, opinion of what, uh, a criminal is all about, uh, you know, it, yes, it could be somebody that, that maybe committed a crime with a gun. Uh, and, and that, that's one thing, but it could be somebody that, that stole some food from a local market just to feed their family and they got caught and they ended up doing time for it. Right. They, have, they have paid their dues, but they were convicted of it. And so that's on their record. And as you say, to, to let people know upfront, I screwed up at one time in my life, but uh, I'm I'm a rehabilitated person yes. now, and 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 I'm willing to to take what 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 I did as a negative and turn it into a positive. Exactly. Yep. It, it, it's it's so you know you you were a veteran. Well, you are a veteran. You're once you're a veteran, <laughs> you're always a veteran. Uh, 
you, you served in the military. Now you are working with veterans and all in helping them make, make advanced career choices and all. When you're not in that office five days a week and everything, what is, what is, what is Crystal Kazuba like to do when she's got some free time? Um, I still like to engage with the local chiefs mess and keep my, my relationships, you know, with those that are still on the local base. Um, I do like to DIY things. I I'm, I'm a person. I like to stay busy, but I'm also three classes away from my degree. So I really want to get that accomplished just to get my bachelor's. I know a lot of my friends that didn't go into the military, they got their degree in four years. It took me a lot longer, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And you involved in any kind of sports or, uh, you know, other fun activities? Uh, not really sports, but I do like to, I'm getting back into working out, you know, because um, I kind of had a, had a lot of, you know, significant life change there getting out of the military and we all take it very differently. And uh, it, it hit me hard. You know, it was a lot of uncertainty. I like control. I like to plan. And so not having that um, is very scary. And so I kind of threw myself into the work. But, uh, you know, you need balance and you need to take care of yourself. And, and and we're all human, you know, and it's OK to share experiences and tell people that, hey, you know, we're not I'm not perfect, you know, but I'm getting back out there and just starting to hit the streets and run and work out and, you know, that kind of thing. So, Crystal, what advice would you give for people that are watching and listening, whether it's local or it's around the country uh, that are are working in a job just to get that paycheck? But but say, you know, I, I'd really like to be able to do something, something with my hands. I'd rather be able to do something more productive with my mind as well as with my body. Mm -hmm. You know, what how should they reach out to people like you wherever they are in order to to advance themselves? So one of the one of the great resources that I love, especially for the veteran community, um, is what we call Texas Veterans Network. And they are a information and referral platform and they can help. They have 17 different service categories that they can connect veterans with as far as resources are concerned from entrepreneurial career services, financial assistance, homelessness, social volunteer, wow. veterans benefits like there's many. And so the one thing I'll say is if we ever get a phone call from a veteran and we can't serve them for whatever reason, we'll connect them with Texas Veterans Network because there are many providers out there. And um, I'll be honest, you know, some are better than others. Some say they help and then some really do help. And so we we vet all our agencies that we work with because our credibility is on the line. And many of our folks may be in crisis and they don't have time to wait or get that wrong door. And so um, I just really love the partners that we have to be able to do the work we do. But Texas Veterans Network is is a interactive, uh, collaborative you know, resource throughout the state of Texas. And it's now growing. It's expanding into Florida and, and some other states as well. And so it's really nice to see that there's a way to connect veterans because there's been many people out there able to help them, but the veterans don't know about what's out there all the time. And right. so, like I said, it just really never helped. It never hurts. Um, and then throughout the, the nation, you know, you have what used to be called, we used to call them unemployment offices, right? And then they called them American job centers. Um, one stop 
centers. I, I'm not really sure what they're called now, but I know in the state of Texas, we call them the workforce solutions offices. You know, okay. go there. If you don't know who to call, then go to your local center, your workforce center, your unemployment center, your one-stop center, whatever you want to call it, and just see what your options are because they can at least get you started regardless of what state you live in. Well, and if you want to get ideas of how to do this and get started, go to clcinc.org. Uh, and all it'll give you information. You can even uh, ask questions, info at, you can uh, uh, email to info at clcinc.org. Uh, and I'll take it upon yourself to get more information, be proactive in these decisions and all, because there are, I don't know how many people there are like this young lady that is passionate <laughs> about helping our veteran community and also guide other people maybe that are not veterans in a direction of helping to improve your lifestyle. Uh, so, you know, Crystal, thank you. Thank you very, very much for being someone you should know. Uh, and I'll, I, I admire you for what you're doing. And I am sure that it, it comes back, you know, tenfold to you when you hear from some of your, your veterans that come back and say, boy, you helped me. You helped me with a, a, a whole new focus on, on life, and I'm accomplishing far more than I ever thought I could. It is because of you and, and programs like the CLC. Well, thank you, Stuart. And I appreciate, you know, being able to showcase our services and get the message out there to the public. You know, um, it, it's really near and dear to our heart. So we just we thank you for your time and we thank you for what you do. Well, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you for tuning in and watching the program. I always say, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And <laughs> that will do it for another edition of Someone You Should Know. Go out, make it a great day, make it a great week. And, and again, Crystal, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Talk to you soon, folks. Someone you should know. You should know.